Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Screen Heroes. I am your host, Ray. I am joined by my two other fabulous hosts, Ryan. Hello. And Derek. Yo. How are you boys tonight? Good. Doing good. 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 I'm just getting the Twitch set up over here. Yeah? See any cool movies or watch any cool shows this weekend? Watch 10 episodes of Daredevil Season 3. Really? Yeah. Cool. Trying Trying to get through that so we can review it next week. I mean, right? You were there, so you probably watched. Yeah, them too. I know. I sometimes I converse like we don't live together. So. <laughs> well, the question was also posed to Ryan. It was. You know? yes. Yeah, so. I watched all of Daredevil because nice. I'm a whore for that kind of content, and I watched Titans. Yeah, episode two. I think that's pretty much it. I did watch Walking Dead this evening, the new episode of Walking Dead, which I'll say, I know Rachel has been mixed feelings about Walking Dead in the past, but this season they got a new showrunner, and it's much better than the past several seasons so so far. So, We're only two episodes. I know this is in, so. Andrew Lincoln's last season. He's leaving the show. His last like six episodes. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, do you think they'll be able to continue it? Yeah, I, I don't think I can predict that. Honestly, it's That's tough fair. because I don't think they're saying that Daryl's going to take the the place of Rick, and I don't really. I never saw him as a leading mm-hmm. man. Yeah, uh, in the show, so I, f- I feel like they're going to struggle. But I feel like the showrunner is more in- interested in the universe. That's fair. So if this one ends, then they continue Fear the Walking Dead and move to you know Something whatever else. other Walking Dead show. So well, AMC reported the uh, it's season seven, correct? Or season uh, eight? Fear. Or no, uh, we're on the... season nine of Walking Dead. Now. Oh wow, my bad. Yeah, I I'm behind. Um, they reported that. This premiere, this season premiere, had the lowest mm-hmm. ratings ever. But then they said this last episode, the ratings were up uh, okay. in, in specific demographics that they're targeting. Okay. So I don't know if they were up overall. but That's fair. Yeah, it's weird. It's a, It was a show that came out swinging and then has yeah. kind of had weird ups and downs throughout the whole show in terms of viewership. But we'll see how long it goes on after this. So box office this weekend... Halloween easily took it. I uh, made seventy six million, so that was another number one movie. Uh, did really well critically. It's doing really well. Uh, number two, A Star's Born, still you know fourth week in a row, pretty solid, staying at number two. And then Venom in number three, not by much, but no big deal. So that was this weekend's box office. Um, some of the biggest news. This week was comic book related. Uh, Luke Cage was canceled. Wah, wah. A week after Iron Fist was canceled. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's odd. It's almost like they coordinated that in some way. Yeah. Almost huh. like it. Yeah. But then if you look at like the from the actor's standpoints, it looks like Finn Jones is like, we're coming back. And then Mike Coulter's like, 
I don't know if we're coming back. <laughs> so I don't know if it's because they know there's going to be a hero for Heroes for Hire or if it's like we want a Heroes for Hire so we want the internet to buzz or I don't know what's going on. But I would be completely shocked if there isn't a Heroes for Hire, but I also would not be shocked if they haven't decided that yet and told everybody. Right, so it could be where Finn Jones is just making that assumption, and Mike Coulter is just like, "Well, no one said yet that that's happening yet." Well, the Luke Cage, according to like Joe Blow and some of the other people that do the behind the scenes stuff, the Luke Cage cancellation was very surprising. Almost none of the cast knew, nobody knew, and it was apparently there was a lot of uh, Marvel and Netflix could not come together on the number of episodes they want to do because uh, Marvel wanted 13, Netflix wanted 10 because Netflix has to pay more for each episode. And so they didn't want to do that. But Marvel gets paid more if they make more episodes. So they couldn't come together on that. And then they didn't agree on the direction the character was going, supposedly. So um, that was this is the stuff that makes me go, maybe there really isn't a plan. Because when yeah. they first announced it, I was with you. That is interesting. I mean, it... it... It seems odd that Marvel would want to fight them on the episode count when clearly Iron Fist was stronger with 10 episodes than with 13. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I haven't finished this season of Daredevil yet, but I also feel like they probably could have squeezed a couple episodes out of this and made it 10 too. So maybe 10 well, Because is... Marvel makes more money sure. when it's 13. That's why they wouldn't want to go down to 10. Except that if... I mean, obviously Daredevil is not a problem, but with Iron Fist, they agree to do it, I'm assuming, because of the viewership numbers and the reviews. So with Luke Cage, if there's a you know, wishy-washiness about that, I, I feel like 10 is better than zero. <laughs> you know, if, if Netflix is just not going to do it, then Marvel gets nothing. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't I Maybe Marvel wants the characters back at some point, and they can start that process early if they... Uh... I mean, people are saying that it's going to be uh, Heroes for Hire on Disney's streaming service, which That's is kind happening. of ridiculous. That's not going to happen. Netflix owns the rights to those actors and the, you know, and everything like that. Marvel doesn't even own the. It's like the Fox deal, I imagine, where Netflix owns the rights to those characters for X amount of time. I mean, I don't know the details on that, but all they have to do theoretically is have each one of those characters show up for a single episode in Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Punisher, and yeah. then they keep those rights. Except now the rumor is that they're going to be canceling Daredevil also, which would be very surprising because that's probably their most successful show. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, can't, I cannot imagine, if they do, I can't imagine they would announce that until the next um, season of Jessica Jones comes out and Punisher, because otherwise everyone's going to know they're just done with the Defenders. Right, and they don't want to admit that while they still have shows that are being produced. Well, we know Jessica Jones is done filming and Punisher is done filming, so right. those are coming. Well, well that's what I mean, though, right? Like, right. If, if they announced, hey, Daredevil is canceled, then aren't we going to assume that the other two will be canceled after their season Probably. that's done, too? yeah. Right? Because why, why would you keep those two and yeah. not Daredevil, right? Um, so I would imagine if they're going to do that at all, they're going to keep that quiet for a while. It's also tough to assess because Netflix doesn't share viewership numbers, which True. is something that's really tough for people that are trying to speculate like us. You know, mm -hmm. you can only go off maybe social media followings or like number of hashtags or something like that. Uh, you know, we can't really know how popular was Iron Fist. We don't really know. Was it more popular in season one? Was it less popular in season one? We can, we can I go mean, off. just in our circles, we saw that um, 
people were incredibly impressed with it as opposed to the first one, but a lot of people didn't even return watch to watch it because yeah. the first one had burned them so badly. You know, like Luke Cage, I really didn't see anybody post anything about yeah. season two. Same with Jessica Jones. I really only saw stuff on Reddit. I didn't see anything on, on my personal Facebook or anything. So it's kind of tough to gauge. You know, Daredevil, yeah. I've seen more stuff on, but yeah. Daredevil's more popular, so that makes more sense. But And, you know, the only thing Netflix really shares is it's the subscriber numbers yeah right well who know what are they watching right right that we don't know probably 80 percent of them (laughs) right like that's part of the problem right are they rewatching old stuff is it movies is it that they're doing they're pouring a fortune which is why i have to go with uh twitter and facebook and just see how many of my friends are doing it Mm -hmm. like right now my friends could couldn't care any less about daredevil they all are watching the haunting on Hill House and Haunting of Hill House and it, they say such wonderful things about it. It makes me want to watch it as well and I don't usually go for horror so it's you know it's just part of the game. Well now this is kind of interesting because I didn't think about this at the time but now that we're having this conversation when we went to go watch Daredevil and we load up Netflix. It was not on the main screen. Uh, not I was even wondering if that was just my experience or if that was everybody's experience. Yeah, because... it was It was a Ron White stand-up special. We, we watch on Xbox One. That's the app that we use primarily. And so it was a, it was a Ron White special. And then the trending stuff didn't show uh, Daredevil until Sunday. We started it on Friday, right? It didn't show it as trending until Sunday. And it was like kind of hard to find. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which you would think we it, had to search for it which yeah. is weird because the previous seasons we didn't have to it would be like the first thing that popped so and not even just daredevil like iron yeah. fist and luke cage i'm pretty sure popped up right away for me Absolutely. and daredevil said it was a 99 percent match for me you know right. so i mean that you would think that that would be what they show me right away but no i actually had to go search for it too and that's using a smart an app on my smart tv so so that is interesting. I didn't think about it on Friday, but now in retrospect, maybe that is on purpose and maybe Netflix maybe Netflix is done because their own content is more popular. Well, Rachel and I had talked about this briefly. Is, that, is something that, that Netflix is trying to move towards having their own original content or they, stuff they own the rights to and right. less stuff that people share the rights. So when Netflix did the Daredevil Marvel deal, the whole Defenders deal, they were grasping for for any content that they could get to make their platform more relevant, mm-hmm. and at that point, Rachel said there was only you know three shows, which is probably that sounds about right. I don't I don't really remember very well at that, and those were all Netflix original content. I mean, I can only think of two. You're forgetting Marco Polo. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So so the Marvel <laughs> deal, and I remember when that happened. Marvel that Marvel deal really like. In my mind, I was like, okay, now I got to get Netflix. Yeah. So that was a big deal for them, but now they have any number of really amazing shows critically received and uh, and otherwise and so I, I just don't think they feel the need to have and to pay marvel as much as i guarantee you they're paying so much for those characters no it's a it's a fair point right because now they're they're making big movies with big stars they just announced and i'm sure we'll talk about this in a minute the new pinocchio movie right bright's getting a sequel they've got lost in space they've got um you know, just all of these really big name recognition. animation thing like Voltron does well every year. Uh, She-Ra drops in a few weeks, so it's they're covered well, isn't, for content. Is um uh is the Castlevania is that a Netflix original? Yeah. That that yeah. just dropped and apparently was amazing. Um 
I, I saw a quick article that basically said it was like the only certified fresh video game adaptation. Uh, like, that's been on there for a while. Which I thought was interesting. I didn't know that. Castlevania has been on there. Well, at least four episodes of it have been on yeah, there. Yeah, season two months. just dropped. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, season two just dropped. I hadn't heard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. They have all this other, they're trying to buy, there's rumors they're going to buy their own production studio. So maybe they just don't want to have to pay all of these royalties. To right. Marvel. Why would they pay all the royalties to Marvel? And the cost of the episodes is all on them. So mm-hmm. they're paying all this money. For something that's getting mediocre viewing numbers compared to Stranger Things or you right. know, any of these other shows that they have on there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's... It, I think they're all going to get canceled, which is really sad because Punisher, especially for me, is done Well, Luke right. Cage and Iron Fist both ended, not on a cliffhanger per se, but in such a way that I want to see the continuation of the characters. Like... I want to see a season three of those two more than I wanted to see a season two. Yeah. You know, the first ones didn't really end in a cliffhanger or kept me interested in these two. Like, I want to see what happens with Luke Cage being kind of a crime boss and what happens with Iron Fist, how he got two fists and how he's able to channel bullets like he's magic. And and, Ward. Yeah. And the adventures of Ward. The uh, more important part is the, is Ward. Yeah, they keep saying Iron Fist will return, but what about my boy Ward? Come on. Ward and the Iron Fist. <laughs> yes. Is that the name of it? No, I, I want him to be the Claire Temple now that Claire Temple isn't Claire there Temple. I have him be the, the glue that holds yeah, all the shows she's together. she's just gone for no reason. Maybe she saw it coming and was, yeah, didn't... Bailed. You know, they didn't up her contract, you know, for this very She reason. was probably expensive, too. I mean... Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for them to get rid of it and not as many for them to keep it. No, it is interesting. It is a shame because... You know, where they might be able to retool some of these characters to fit on the Disney streaming service. Jessica Jones and Daredevil especially and are Punisher. pretty dark. The Punisher, of course. Yeah. And even Luke Cage is kind of hard because like, his whole thing is he's the bulletproof man. Yeah. And he has like, severed heads on pikes in his show. And like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Well, I, I guess you don't have to do that part. But like, you still have to show a lot of people shooting at him. <laughs> you know? well, the whole point of that show is to embrace the reality of the world and show like what, yeah. you know, have real social issues. And you can't really do that. Making G-rated, it yeah, yeah, PG. The defenders they created would not work with an Avenger style. That's all there is to it. So I guess they'd have to reboot them. Yeah, which would be interesting since these are MCU characters. They haven't actually done a hard reboot of MCU characters right. in the MCU. Yeah. So that would be a. Although there's rumor thing. that they're not completely giving up on Inhumans. They need to. Yeah. Unless they're going to re- completely reboot it. Yeah. I, you know what I kind of want to see and I just thought about? Uh, if they took the Defenders to the Disney Channel but did an animated, like, not. I know you guys have mixed feelings about Teen Titans Go, but did something like that with the Defenders? I think that would be great. Obviously, you wouldn't be able to do the alcoholic stuff with, with Jessica Jones and things would have to, you know, be less severe. But, I mean, those are, if you embrace the bright side of all those characters... Um, you have a very Teen Titans Go-esque team. You have Raven, yeah, you, right? Who's you, Jessica Jones. You have Daredevil. You can make it more like Young Justice. Or Young Justice, even. Yeah, because like, it's still edgy. Right. You know. Uh, well, okay. So I just don't think it... Teen Titans Go, like, super, Marvel's superhero squad was very much like Teen Titans Go. Fourth wall breaking and cutesy and cliche and embrace, like, uh, the acknowledgement that they're all comic book heroes yeah. and uh, stuff like that. Um, so I... 
And all of them appeared at one point on Superhero Squad. They've all appeared on Avengers Assemble as well. So either way they go, Young Justice or Teen Titans Go could they could make it work. I just like the humor of Teen Titans Go. That's so fair. I think that yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Instead of having it, not everything has to be dark and edgy. You know, right, that's you know, true. It and can if be you fun can make too. Deadpool appear on all those kinds of shows, you can you can make the Defenders work too. That's I, true. So going back to the Inhumans thing, I mean, especially now that the Fox deal is pretty, I mean, there's it's happening. There's really nobody left to stop it at this point. What do they even need the Inhumans for then? I mean, if they the have Inhumans the have back? some pretty cool storylines in the comic books it's and cool characters, another property to squeeze money out of. Sure, but they have to now incorporate all of the 20th Century Fox stuff that they haven't canceled. I mean, Inhumans was canceled, right? Correct. So why not focus on the stuff that is currently successful? I don't disagree. Bought, I just like know? the characters, the Inhuman characters. And that, yeah, I'm just thinking just business wise, right? They just spent over seventy billion dollars to buy. Um, all the 20th century Fox stuff, you might as well use them. Yeah. That's all. You know. What other news did we have? Um, we kind of went on a big tangent. We, we, did. Did. we did, yeah. So I, let's just talk about Wonder Woman being pushed since then. Sure. All right, Wonder Woman's pushed to 2020, and there is... Um, you speculated that they took Guardians 3 spot, or did they take it exactly? No, 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 no. So, so that was my initial gut thought, and then I did some research and I looked into it. Uh, so it's June 5th, 2020 is the new date. Uh, that actually was the $6 billion man slot that WB just canceled. Got it. Uh, well, okay. Put on hiatus. Want, I don't want that movie. Um, yeah, so that's what that was. And I started looking at what's around that time in 2020, and there's not a whole lot. There's a lot of untitled fox marvel film or untitled marvel film and a lot of untitleds um and things of that nature so there isn't a ton of competition now and i think warner brothers basically looked at their calendar and said well we can have a big june movie should it be wonder woman or the six billion dollar man and everyone in the room went well i guess wonder woman (laughs) so that's that's what they're doing this way it doesn't compete directly with star wars which I think is a smart decision because I don't care how bad a Star Wars movie is, it's still going to make a fortune. It was only going to release, what, a week ahead of Star Wars? Something like that. I, I'd two have to weeks. double check. But Star Wars has historically released at the uh, beginning of December and this was going to release around Thanksgiving. So it would have only had two weeks at the box office. And, you know, it's a busy time of year. There's a lot of, you know, November films that come out, especially because of Thanksgiving and, and all of that. So now it gets a big blockbuster summer release, and um, I think that makes sense to me. And we only get one DCEU film next year because And of it. in 2020, apparently, too. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the, the Joker uh, does is not a world... Well, okay, so this We're is where it gets We're still incredibly confused about that. So right now it's just, let's just hang it in the nebulous limbo kind of thing. Well, the, the problem is the DCEU doesn't exist anymore. It's the worlds of DC. So technically the Joker film could count because it is one of those worlds, right? It's like the multiverse. It is one of those. Sure. Yeah. Then we guess we, every so, X-Men film can count in the Marvel Universe too because they're all just different universes. Well, that's, that's, that's part of my point though, right? Yeah. It's like when we say, what, what does DCEU mean? I assume we just mean the five films that are currently connected. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we get right. one, what do we get in 20, the next year? We get uh, Wonder Woman, and it was originally supposed to be Flash, I think, mm-hmm. but then they killed that one. Well, they delayed it. Delayed. It's officially delayed. Yeah. Just yeah. like Green Lantern Corps and the Batman, they're all really there. They're just... Well, I mean, the, the reality is this one, they actually came up with a reason, real or not, and it's Ezra Miller's shooting schedule for a Fantastic Beast 3. 
So at least that's a reason. Whereas like with the Batman and Green Lantern Corps, there's just no real information. <laughs> they just aren't doing anything. Same with Cyborg. I mean, why isn't Cyborg moving ahead? Ray Fisher was a stage actor before he played Cyborg. So I, I don't anticipate him having a bunch of roles that he's currently in the middle of juggling. I also don't think anybody came out of Justice League was like, man, I can't wait for that Cyborg movie. <laughs> That's true. Sure, but if you're Warner Brothers, a movie starring a character you've already signed to a contract is probably better than nothing. That's all I'm saying. If you're going to make a Cyborg movie, make the Cyborg movie. What are you waiting for? That's all I'm saying. For a good Cyborg character? Just saying. For a good script. For, right, but, but if you have to keep delaying Flash... And the Batman keeps getting delayed too, and there's no movement in the Green Lantern Corps. There's never anything mentioned about Cyborg, and I'm wondering why. That's all. Birds of Prey got completely cast, and there's a you know the script, and they're moving forward with production. That happened pretty freaking quick. Yeah, that movie, I guess, is possible could come out in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, makes sense. Yeah, it'll probably come out in the fall of 2020. It might even take Wonder Woman's spot actually. Her her no, that's 2019. What yeah. am I thinking? Sorry. Yeah, it'll probably be a, a late 2020 film. Yeah. If it's good. If not, it'll be an early 2021 film. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all the news? Yeah. I mean, we pretty much touched on everything else either last week. Uh, Elseworlds just continues to be hyped and it John looks Wesley great. John ship. It yeah. is 90s Flash it 90s. costume. It's it so amazing. I, I love it. Excited. I can't wait. I want to see that. I just, I do. Yeah, want that crossover in my all every photo my that Stephen Amell shares is like a new little glimmer of hope in this crossover. You know, <laughs> I'm waiting for him to release a photo with Ruby Rose. I want to see her yeah, with everybody that, else. I, I know, <laughs> I know, but I want to see it just like everybody else does. Um, they did show some more photos of the black suit Superman, and the suit is more complex than the original photo made it out to look like. Because the original was very like basic just Everything solid black, black. Yeah. this one there's a lot of texture to it it's probably the same like texture that, so. that his blue suit has yeah. probably just, you know black yeah. instead right so it looked better in the in the newer photos i saw i had so. a feeling it would translate better to film because you get to see the kind of textures and stuff right. like that than it did in a cell phone photo from <laughs> backstage you know? <laughs> absolutely yeah at least you can give this to uh to snyder at least when he shows behind the scenes photos there's a million filters on top that's true <laughs> so you everything know. pops <laughs> Alright guys, before we hit commercial question of the night, what is your favorite movie with robots? Okay. Favorite movie with robots, yeah. okay. Think on that, we'll answer at the end. Guys, we're going to take a short break, we'll be back in 30 seconds or less. Do you like Star Trek? Because over at Red Shirts and Runabouts, part of the Heroes Podcast Network, we absolutely love Star Trek. Join us every week with me, one of your regular hosts, Gregory Bosco. As we talk about your favorite characters, your favorite movies, your favorite episodes, we even respond to some of your comments on Twitter and Facebook, at least those that are appropriate for us to talk about online, every Friday, Red Shirts and Runabouts. See you next week. Welcome back, everybody. Now let's get to the heart of the episode, the meat, the gritty, gritty meat. We're going to talk about Shazam. So if you have been listening the past few months, once a month, we write our own DCEU film. It started out as a rewrite and we just took it in a completely different direction. So currently we have done Man of Steel, we've done uh, Batman v Superman, and we have done Justice League Dark. Instead of Suicide Squad, we're going to play Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. And in, no in, our in our timeline. In our timeline. Not yet. 
it, it definitely diverged from the prime timeline. <laughs> yeah, this, this one is kind of a weird one to do because we all know there is a Shazam movie coming out not what? too far from now, and we haven't seen it. Correct. I mean, so, you haven't, but... Right, Derek definitely has. All right, but, so he's being weird. Yeah, I don't know what I'm just doing. playing around. But, you know, it's this is going to be the first one where we're like, we're not we're not going to be critiquing i think it's important to say we're not critiquing the movie that has not come out yet you know what i mean we're we're just doing our own thing so this may be what happens in the movie this may not be what happens in the movie we don't know well we originally decided to pursue shazam next because we ended with black adam escaping and going into hiding so uh, for justice like dark he was our main villain and he had possessed the Dr. Fate helmet and everything. He was able to warp reality. So we uh, wanted to keep him around and we wanted to see a Shazam film. So we are going to write a Shazam film. Now, Ryan goes through all kinds of extremes and writes an entire script. I didn't actually do that this time. You didn't? No, this paper I write is basically just a synopsis of a story from the Shazam comic books that I think would adapt well to uh, a film. Well, start us out then. Well, you... so, so real quick, before, oh, okay. before we do that, I just want to say, if you haven't heard our other uh, rights, rewrites for, for our DCEU stuff, uh, just look for the episodes titled Our DCEU. Yes. So you can search for that if you go to heroespodcast.com. You can search specifically for those episodes so you can catch up with our version of the story if you are curious. They are all connected, but of course you don't have to, you know, listen to those before you hear this one. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, we're going to spoil our other ones. <laughs> all right. Continue. Okay. I think it's important to note that I don't actually read comic books most of the time. So any of the knowledge that I have is from Wikipedia or just random reading shit on the internet. So um, this was the Wikipedia uh, kind of synopsis of, of a story called Superman slash Shazam First Thunder. I do like that storyline. We could I'm just call the movie this. First Thunder. Um does that mean we're going to get a second and third Thunder? I mean, there's got to be sequels. It's not going to be Shazam 2 Electric Boogaloo. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, mean, it's not outside of the realm of possibility. I really. like the idea of having a movie called First Thunder 2. <laughs> First Thunder 2, the second thundering. The second, the second strike. Yeah, there you go. Come on. Electric Boogaloo and The Quickening both work for First Thunder 2. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's good stuff. We're off to a great start. Yeah, we are. We really are. Let's do this. Um, so in the comic book, it happens before Flash, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern are part of the Justice League or anything. So that kind of works in our universe. We haven't done Wonder Woman yet. We haven't had any references to Wonder Woman yet. We did. She's in. She was in BVS, wasn't she? She she still exists, but we don't have a Justice League. And we kept her in Justice League Dark, too. We did, but there's no Flash, there's no Cyborg, there's no Justice League. Okay. So we could easily modify that to fit Wonder Woman into the world or whatever. Well, and Wonder Woman existed when this story happened. It just that she wasn't like in the Justice League. It's it's a weird. There was no Justice League. No, this was set at the beginning of what the Wizard Shazam calls the Second Age of the Great Heroes after the debut of the Man of Steel, Batman, and Captain Marvel, but before Wonder Woman, Flash, and Green Lantern. Okay. 
It's a little weird, but all right. So it's one of their many resets, I'm guessing, <laughs> that, That's that DC does. Um, now, so real quick, for Shazam, we, uh, we just want to make sure we're keeping Zachary Levi as Shazam. Right? I mean, I yeah. don't feel... That, that's the tough part of this, is I don't feel... We haven't seen the movie, so I can't tell you if the casting is good or bad other than what we've seen in the trailers, and everything right. looks fine to me, so I wouldn't really suggest anybody else we kept dwayne johnson as black adam and we've seen even less of him so <laughs> i think fair. that's a fair thing to just keep zachary levi and now okay. if you wanted to recast the wizard because you don't like jamon Hussao, i i get that because you know he's barely in anything so and he really doesn't play a big role right. in in any of the Captain Marvel storylines, as far as I know, he's just a you know. He's there kind to give the powers, head. and then he's gone. Yeah, I guess in this, Superman does like call him on his cell phone at some point, and talk to him, but you know. Sure. Uh, so uh, tell of us. So tell basically, us. basically, the story is uh, of um, Superman travels to Fawcett City, where there's some thieves that had robbed a museum in Metropolis, and uh, he runs into Captain Marvel who at the time is fighting some dudes in a skyscraper or something along those lines. And Superman's impressed at, at how this new hero can handle magical attacks. And Superman can't really. And uh, uh, they take a break after they thwart these criminals and go to Mount Everest, where they sit around and chill and talk about their powers. <laughs> because Superman has no idea who Captain Marvel is. And I'm betting Captain Marvel at this point knows who Superman is, at least somewhat. Um you know superman talks about how he keeps his private life separate from his from his superman life and captain marvel thinks that's kind of lame uh <laughs> you know they they work together and you know fight some more bad guys um he's superman's happy to have this new ally in captain marvel um there's a separate subplot that we can kind of flesh out but in the comic books it has to do with uh dr savannah who's the villain in the movie that, that's coming out next next year um and also lex luther who i think we have in our move in our bbs didn't we we did we had the real lex luther the real mini yeah. lex luther not his son right um we, so yeah, we cast somebody else too we didn't keep jesse eisenberg yeah i don't remember who i don't cast. remember i'll also re-listen to the episode um, Savannah basically ends up sell as Lex and Savannah work out some backwoods shady deal, and they send a hitman out to uh, go after Billy Batson's family, um, oh. and with orders to kill Billy Batson. But instead, they kill uh, his best friend Scott, um, and Billy dispatches the hitman you know, easily as Shazam and then rush, rushes his buddy to the hospital, but they can't save his friend. And so his friend passes away. Um, and Fawcett city police can't figure out who they can't, they interrogate the criminals, can't figure out who sent the hitman. And so Shazam goes crazy and starts attacking everybody, storms the police department, threatens to crush, uh, the person's skull in front of all his hitman buddy until buddies, until somebody, uh, talks and tells them who sent sent him um he actually said by crushing his skull then displaying his decapitated corpse to his partners down in lockup which is pretty dark for uh you know a kid 11 year old to be doing so um, so okay so real quick though before we continue here so this is kind of so do we want to do a good guy's kind of bad story after having a bvs kind of story already but it's not really that i mean i think you're kind of jumping the gun there Okay. 
I, I um, they buckle and and uh, Captain Marvel goes after Savannah and is like ready to kill him, and Superman comes in and convinces him not to kill uh, Savannah. Um, that eventually, that's that's kind of where the comic book ends. There's not really a resolution other than Superman is uh, comes out as his wants to be his mentor. He, he walks in and sees Billy as Clark Kent, and and talks to him that way and tells him that he's Superman and in in doing so establishes a trust and helps Captain Marvel realize that he can't just go crazy and do this this kind of stuff. Obviously, for a movie setting, there would have to be some other things that happened in there. Right. But uh, I felt felt like that was a good skeleton at the very least, bare bones uh, uh, that we could work with and pick apart and, uh, you know, kind of repurpose for whatever we want to. Unless you guys know of a Captain Marvel story that you would rather do or if you want to go something completely original, well, I mean, that's, that's possible too. This is, this is kind of interesting. So what, what if – so I, I like the idea of um, bringing Black Adam into things since he was in the previous film and we kept him alive. Mm-hmm. It seems like the logical step would be to have him in the Shazam movie. So what, what, if, what if we kind of use this story but instead of – Instead of Billy listening to, to, to Clark and, you know, wanting to, to kind of take a step back and things like that, maybe he just, like, pieces out, right? And just, like, kind of leaves. He doesn't want to, he doesn't, he doesn't want to listen to what Superman is saying. He doesn't want to be the good guy. He's too angry and he's too hurt and all that type of stuff right now. So he just pieces out and we don't know where he goes, right? And then Black Adam shows up, but because he's magic, Superman's having a really hard time fighting him, right? Because then that could be the final and act. And Billy has to come back and save Superman. Right. So here's why I don't love that. Okay. Because um, it, I think that Black Adam with Dr. Fate's helmet is a Justice League level threat. Right, because he still has the helmet. That's Absolutely. the way it left. Yeah. So I don't think that that Shazam would have any way of of countering that. I think that that Black Adam with that helmet should be the Justice League level threat for our universe when we inevitably get to uh, whatever team up movie is going to be, whether it's Justice League and Justice League Dark or however that's going to work. And I think Doctor Savannah has a lot of powers. I mean, he's the main villain in the Shazam movie that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So he he uh, he's also magical and could be a foil to Superman. Um, you know, we can always modify the character as we need to to make it fit. But I think that that uh, Black Adam could be like a teaser bit for a few movies, and kind of like the Thanos was <laughs> in, in Phase you know one and two and three of Marvel movies, where he was just kind of a background presence that you knew was looming, but wasn't the direct villain of any of the movies. Ray, what do you think? Um, it's pretty difficult to choose between, uh, Dr. Savannah and Black Adam, I think at this point, because what we set ourselves up for and what the story that you're pitching is are pretty different. And I think Black Adam's motivations would be different from Dr. Savannah. So if we want to continue, with Black Adam, maybe we can't do this exact storyline. Um, well, I'm not saying we have to continue right. with Black Adam. Right. Right. But I do feel like we need more than this for the story, right? We need something else. I agree. Dr. Savannah has, um, in the past, worked for 
Black Adam. He's also gone up against Black Adam, and I think he was know. responsible for Black Adam existing. Wasn't yeah, he? like he in a lot of the stories, he he was the one that that uh, helped create helped him. Create yeah, Black Adam essentially. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think that's. I don't know. He so could be working for him at this point because I think Black Adam, especially with Doctor Fate's helmet, is more powerful by yeah. by a lot than Doctor Savannah is. So that would okay. So here's an interesting question: So we did Justice League Dark, right? Well, what if we if we have Lex and Savannah teaming up? Maybe we all if if we have Black Adam involved, there we kind of start building a Legion of Doom. Well, we don't have to have Lex. It could just be Dr. Savannah and Black Adam. I do like that this movie would kind of be tying together the magical universe and right. the non-magical universe. So by having Lex and Savannah, you're kind of bringing a magical villain with a not-magical villain, just like you're bringing True. Superman and Shazam together. And I do want to keep that, because I like the idea that Superman sees uh, Shazam as a... I mean, a buddy, a rival, uh, like a playful rival, not, you know. Somebody with a similar power set. Yeah, exactly. And I I would like him to be, you know, incredibly shocked when he finds out that it's a child for the most part. I'd like him to um, take him on as as a teacher mentor kind of thing at at the end. I, I like that as our ending. Yeah. So... I also I, really want Shazam to have a crush on Wonder Woman some t- at some point in this movie. Yeah. Like, when they're talking on Mount Everest, if that happens in our movie, I'd really like him to be like, so do you know Wonder Woman? <laughs> that, that would be great. <laughs> I, I like having Lex involved in this case because I think it helps ground things. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Lex is the businessman. Right? He's, the, he's a megalomaniac, but he's a businessman at the end of the day. And he makes everything real. It's, you know, realistic. Whereas the magic stuff can get a little bit, like, above everything. So in my head, I really wanted um, the hitman to be Deathstroke so that our next movie could actually be Teen Titans. But, I mean, Shazam would be able to take out Deathstroke pretty easily, wouldn't he? Well, he takes out the hitmen that come in the comic book yeah. very easily. So. But, but the thing is, though, in the comic book, they're, gen- they're, they're, they're like, generic hitmen who don't matter. That's true. Deathstroke so, is a bigger threat in he general. He is. But if, if you have Shazam take out Deathstroke, then... Not he... take out. Like, not death. Like, Shazam would beat him. But maybe Deathstroke right. gets away and the hitmen yeah. are still... Yeah, yeah it's just if, if you introduce the character and he gets completely beat and then he becomes a villain well, maybe he doesn't movie. have it's... to get completely beat okay. maybe he disappears because he is an assassin a hitman maybe he just becomes smoke and superman convinces shazam that it's not the person's hand that you want it's the people controlling it it's the puppet masters and he convinces him to go after um lex and whoever we're going with black adam or dr savannah i really don't think we need um, three to four villains. I think we should pare it down by at least one. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you have if you have too many. I feel like it starts to like fan vill- service yeah, at well, some point. Too many villains equals bat nipples. Right, right. So I'm not trying to go for two villains. I like the idea of Lex and Savannah working together. I think that that actually makes sense. So to we're me. not doing Black Adam. I I don't mind the Thanos concept where he is in the background that maybe there there's some bigger plan, but he's not really involved in this story. He could even like lead the justice or the, just, the like, injustice league or, or yeah. Legion well then league. what if we just have them make an offhand comment, kind of like news reporting where it says that, you know, black Adam 
has um, held himself up in Kondok and he refuses to be extradited for his crimes against um, wherever our last movie took place, America or Britain. That would be the only two places that would make sense based on our cast. So, you know, it's just a throwaway line about how he has kind of resurfaced, but, you know, there's extradition laws and things like that that won't let anybody go and get him but the UN considers him a crime against the world or criminal against I'm the world. I'm fine with a throwaway line like that like when I think that it would diminish him as a character a little bit if you had Shazam just like handedly you know Deathstroke away although you could do something where like uh well Deathstroke doesn't need to actually face Shazam directly because he it would be interesting, like, if he wasn't prepared for a child to turn into a superhero, and that's how, like, you know, he was not prepared for that at all. Because at this point, nobody really knows that. I, although, right. I guess Lex does. So he yeah. would have told Deathstroke. Right, that's the key, right? Like, Lex isn't going to keep that from the guy. Who, right. You know, that would that would just be a poor decision on right. Lex's part. I, I think, here's, here's the thing, we want to show Shazam... Kind of going off a little bit where Superman has to reel him back in. Right. Right. But I don't think I it should don't... be a fight. I mean like Batman v Superman was. No, 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 not between the two of them. Right. But what I mean is I think I think Shazam has to be able to go off on some bad guys to show that he's starting to push things too far. And I don't think he can do that if it's just Deathstroke that if he's we fighting. Keep the scene where he goes into the um the God the police department and just kind of loses his his shit his proverbial shit and he starts like punching things and scaring the cops and things yeah then like i okay i just don't feel like that has any any weight i think you're focusing on the shazam and deathstroke fight which would suck that would be horrible i think like we all want to see shazam and dr savannah fight okay i didn't i don't want him to fight deathstroke I know, you're focusing on it a okay. lot, though. let's move on, then. Uh, so what's the next, what's the next step, then? Stressful. What's the, what's the next step, then? I don't know. We kind of just started picking well, we at the beginning yeah. of the movie, or the middle of the movie. Yeah, we did. That's true. Well, okay, fine. So do you, do you want to start, then, I think the with... movie should start with Superman and not with Shazam and kind of show it from his point of view, where, you know, there's a robbery that happens in Metropolis... For some art thieves or whatever it happens to be, and um, somehow they get away. I don't know how that would happen, but uh, something <laughs> well, happens. Maybe Superman's just busy. Like, burglaries are a little that's beneath true. his power set. That's true. What if that's? What, what, hang on a second. What if that's not what it is? What if because he works for the Daily Planet, right? What if he sees an actual like event that happens where Shazam's the hero? Shazam saves the day, it's on the news, it's showing in Metropolis, and he doesn't know who this guy is, and now he wants to find out. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with that, too. That's I think that's an easy way to do it. That's a cute idea. Right, because then you don't have to worry about, like, how do the robbers get away, right? Because right. that, that could end up being a... Kryptonite. <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a lead truck, and, yeah. you know? <laughs> but this way, you know, he's at the Daily Planet, he's writing some story he's not really excited about. You can have some line in there, it kind of harkens back to, you know, the, the BVS, you know, uh, type stuff. Uh, that he just doesn't want to do these puff pieces or whatever. And then um, on, on breaking news out of, you know, and Shazam's Fawcett like, City. you know, doing some stuff. 
Just doing stuff. Yeah, he's saving the day. I want to flashback to how he got his powers. I like the origin story for Shazam a lot. I think it's I do think that that would be important, but I also think that we've seen a lot of origin stories, so I think that this is an interesting way to... You could do the flashback when Superman and him are meeting at Everest, and he maybe he's like wrestling with, should I tell him or not, or something like that, and then it kind of flashes back to what happened. You know, I agree. I think that would be cool. I thought like the Iron Man kind of flashback where we start off with the caravan and we see it get blown up and then it goes back to 36 hours earlier. And so it doesn't have to be like that. But yeah, I just like the idea of having like an established him being established, not established. And I guess because Superman would have heard about him. Right. I'm thinking he's, he's been around for like a week. Right. Okay. This is like his first big bust. He like saved some big bank, whatever the, you know, the national bank of faucet or whatever. Like maybe there's some gas stations before that, but nobody, you know, gas station stories aren't a big, he saves a few cats and trees. You can even make that kind of joke because that was Superman's thing. That would be really cute. Right. But like, this is his first big bust. He saves the day. You know, there's a, a hospital on fire or a big bank, you know, robbery or whatever. Right. And then that way they can do the flashback when they're having their, their big heart to heart. Cause I like that because it's not the, the normal origin story, which man of steel didn't do either. Man of steel did a different kind of origin. Yeah, you story see him as a hero before you see him as anything else. I think that's, I like introducing the character as whatever they are, you know, the, the superhero Shazam or Captain Marvel or however that goes. And then you get the origin a little later, you know, after yeah. you've seen that what they can do. I mean, you could have some fun with this, too, because, you know, people don't necessarily know Shazam and his they background really. and the fact that he's a kid. They had to right? show his whole origin in the trailer for the movie because nobody knows who he is, or not many people. So our version of the movie maybe doesn't do that. And instead, you start with, like, this big hero that's basically Superman, you know, with a different costume, right? And then when they're having their heart-to-heart, he lets it slip that he's actually, like, a kid. And Clark doesn't but believe him. It doesn't have to be like that. Maybe Clark detects it. Like he is There's some a, little ticks or something. He's, he's a like... reporter. Like so maybe he he's Clark is watching this news breaking thing and while yes, Shazam saves the day, maybe there's just a little too much wreckage and you know, that kind of brings back stuff for Clark and he's like, Ugh, that's mm. and you know, maybe like Maybe he starts flossing on the side of Everest <laughs> and then says Yeet. And Clark is like, how old are you? (laughs) Maybe Shazam, you know, decides to take an interview right after. I think that would be great. I'd love that this kid is, like, just super excited to be a superhero. And he's, like, posing for cameras and stuff. Yeah, maybe he sticks around and, like, takes pictures and selfies. Does the floss, you know. (laughs) Well, that's why there's, like, this whole breaking news thing, right? Because Superman would have just flown away. Right, out of it. Right, and that would have been the end of it. Maybe you catch him off in the distance, but Shazam wouldn't do that. He's too excited about it. Right. right. But I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of it catching Clark off guard. Because again, like, he's not good with magic. That's his weakness. And he doesn't know who this person is or anything like that. And I kind of like the idea of him being surprised by those things. Rather yeah. than him just being the all-knowing Superman, you know. I do think it's important, too, to show the difference between Superman and Shazam beyond just the age. Because, I mean, they do have some similar powers. But Shazam has his, you know his strengths to over Superman. And I think the magic thing is a big way to do that yes. for sure. Um, but I'm not quite sure how to do some of the other stuff. Wisdom of Solomon and, you know, some of those are kind of hard to uh, push across in a Well, I mean, that's basically why Shazam is a copy of Superman because the writers don't even know how to push that across yeah. at times. 
So. It's different. I mean, He's like a magic Superman. Yeah. And I think that's what they lean on. And that was what his original creation was. And that's yeah. why DC bought him because he was doing better. And, yeah. Because um, magic is cooler than aliens. <laughs> well, I mean, having a little kid be a superhero is cooler than... Yeah, kids want to read superhero stories. So one where the mm-hmm. kid can be the superhero. Absolutely. That's why Spider-Man did so well. Because when he started out, he was 15. Yeah. And this kid's even younger, so... Yeah, so I, I think that that works perfectly fine. Um, so I guess we, we kind of have to work out this plan from the bad guys. Yes. Right? So we have Lex and Savannah. What is the plan? They just they just want to kill Shazam? Why? He's new to the game. Lex Maybe the, should... the bus that, that he broke up was something that Lex had Maybe it was concocted. a deal between oh, Savannah and Lex. Like, they're, they were just... Or Lex knows that he's magical, and so he goes to somebody else that... You know, he knows, has a knowledge of magic and things like that. So I like the idea of Shazam thwarting a LexCorp concept, something Lex was trying to do that was obviously illegal, right? Right. Uh, I like that idea. That's actually really kind of cool. Um, how would he? How would he contact someone? Do they already know each other? I don't know. I mean, maybe in this world, Savannah's like a collector of antiquities and magical things or, you know, something along those lines. And and uh, Lex knows him from the circles of rich people or mm-hmm. something. You know what I mean? Like, it seems Lex, like in every movie you have, yeah. you have the contacts of rich people or, you know. Lex does kind of make the rounds, too. Yeah. Like, he, he seems to have a, a very impressive Rolodex. Of... He makes it a point to know people that mm-hmm. can help him in certain certain aspects. So then, I guess the question is, do, does it matter what it was that Lex was trying to do? Is that something we want to make important? Or is it just some generic throwaway thing? I think it does matter because at the end to raise the stakes, like what if he succeeds? What if what he is doing succeeds? Yeah, so maybe Shazam he... defeats Dr. Savannah, but Lex was still able to pull off whatever the heist was that he was trying to do. Which... So what is something that Lex could be trying to move kryptonite. or steal? That's the default, right? That's boring. It is boring. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want it to be kryptonite. Well, what are we... some cool like antiquities in the DC universe that are very powerful behind, besides the Dr. Fate helmet? Because we already ruined that one. Because that would have yeah. been an awesome uh, the plot device there. Uh, you know, there's got to be maybe a lantern. Or something along those lines. A yellow lantern? I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I could don't be know a yellow ring. Up. There could be a yellow ring. Not the whole lantern, but the ring. That he could wouldn't be have it. Why not? He would have to have minerals from Quark. What do you mean? Well, he wouldn't be able to have the yellow ring. Like, the, the rings go to their people. Batman has one in several storylines. And not because he just found it off the street or something. Like I'm not saying Lex stumbled across it. Right? We don't necessarily need to know how Some he got Some collector it. had it or something and he bought it. But or... he, yeah, he bought on the black market. He bought this yellow ring because he knows what it is somehow. Or maybe mm. Green Lantern exists, you know? Or maybe the... The body of uh, that's good. Of uh, I'll start this okay. So in chat, Doc Sci-Fi is suggesting the Star Rod. Um, that's that is interesting. I don't know a whole lot about that though. Yeah, I don't either. I'm the Star Rod's very powerful, and I I like that way more than the ring idea. Fine. Well, that's why I said lantern because lantern is cooler than rings. Anyway. Yeah, but the, they... the lanterns are kept in a pocket dimension that makes has a whole separate level of complexity. Mm-hmm. The yellow rings are made from the minerals found on the planet Quark. If 
there had been minerals or a comet or something or meteor that landed on our earth that had stuff from Quark, then maybe he, Lex, could have a ring engineered specifically for him. What if I got a new idea? You want to do Teen Titans next yet, right? I think it'd be a lot of fun. What if it wasn't a thing, it was a person, and it was Raven, and before she's, they're kind of doing this in the Titans TV show, her discovering her powers, he just knows that she's an extremely powerful something, and he's trying to uh, acquire that for... Do we really want to have Lex... Well, actually, trafficking humans is... Yeah, that's not outside of the realm no, of possibility. No, it seems like less of a stretch than <laughs> having a, a, a lantern ring. Um, that's or if you guys can think of an, another character. I just thought that was an interesting way of tying it into Teen well, Titans. At, like, when we went into this and we you mentioned the Hitman, I was like, oh, okay, well, if that's Deathstroke, then we can have a clear connection to um, Teen Titans next. But then we started talking about Black Adam and Dr. Savannah and Lex, and I'm like... Well, heck, maybe next one is our Justice League and they fight a Legion of Doom. Which would make sense. Doc Sci-Fi said Lex's power suit and there could be either the whole power suit or something that is imperative to to the suit. Well, the power suit could actually help us in this movie plot. Absolutely. It gets thwarted. He doesn't get the suit, right? And the question is, why would it be his power suit and it also be a crime that Shazam is trying right. to Lex stop. LexCorp would have made so, the suit, you would Well, think. what about creating Metallo? What do you mean? He would have to steal or illegally acquire the materials to make Metallo. True. And, you know... Isn't Metallo more of just, like, a Superman villain than, a, like, a Justice League level villain? Oh, well, no. Hmm. Where is Star Labs in relation to Fawcett? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know have the DC really map like laid out. It well, can be I wherever. Remember in BBS, they had that's moved true. They didn't move What if what if Star Labs has invented some type of metal that LexCorp hasn't been able to stabilize, and that's what he wants to make his power suit out of because it can withstand a punch from Superman. I mean, that's just a MacGuffin, which is fine with me. Well, it's, it's the power suit, but it's ex- an explanation why he didn't make it himself, right? right? He needs to, he wants to steal this material from Star Labs, and Shazam stops him from doing that, right? And because of that... Why not maybe a power source for the suit so that, you know, because then okay. he, he has the whole suit built, and all he needs is this one thing, and he can power the whole suit. I'm good with that. Okay. But, but what is powerful enough to power a suit like that in DC? You know what I mean? Is there some sort of... I mean, there's techno-babble throwaway okay. lines in, like, the cartoons and Attack stuff. Attack Enhancer or something I, from I never, Star Labs. Like, I never paid I do like close Star, attention to it. I like the Star Labs <laughs> idea. You know, it could be some some sort of battery, tech, techie-sounding battery from Star Labs that uh, is the only thing that can power the suit. Okay. I like that idea. Um, so, okay, so he's trying to steal this power source. Shazam stops him. He's, he's pissed now, so he... Um, wants, you know, is trying to find ways to stop this magical being. That's how he comes in contact with uh, Savannah and um, they decide to take him down. So Savannah and him are fighting. Maybe it's, maybe that's what, maybe it's like a, um, 
I never paid attention to where these cities are at, and this is just baffling. <laughs> um, yeah, because I don't Boston think they're close Boston City together. is in Wisconsin. Yeah. Central City is Central City, Missouri. It's Kansas City, Missouri, and Keystone City is Kansas City, Kansas. Right. Um, Gotham City's in Jersey. <laughs> like, it says Gotham City, New Jersey right here. <laughs> Whose map is that? This is the official DC map. Okay. I mean, the, Gotham has always been some combination of New York but or Star, then since Nolan, Chicago. Star Labs, <laughs> Star Labs could have branches and across they do. the country. They so do. It doesn't sure. have to be a central city. In several storylines, they have multiple locations. So it I'm could be like, in Fawcett. It absolutely could be in Fawcett. Completely baffled by this, guys. Like, um, okay. Rachel can't concentrate so, right now. She's. I can't even. Savannah is meant to distract Shazam while Lex attempts to steal this power source again. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe Shazam is is actually winning. Metropolis right? is in Delaware. Sh- you know, Superman shows up. The two of them are really laying it on Savannah. They're actually winning. It's like the fight is almost over, and that's when Lex shows up in the power suit and just like knocks Superman. Just you know, between yards. the metal that protects him and the kryptonite Lex always has in his like fist things, which is in the cartoon. Like, right. It's a thing. Yeah, right? he just constantly has it. So and he just punches Superman like straight through a building down the down the block, and that's you know. So then how does Shazam beat Lex? My suggestion is the way that it happens classically in the comic book. He hugs him and goes, Shazam! And the lightning bolt comes down. God, I love that! I love it too! exactly what I want. He has has no idea that he can do this, and he just thinks that maybe it'll work. And he, like, when it happens, he's, like, blown backwards because the suit blows up or whatever. He's hurt. He's like, ah, Superman! And he's like, ah! Well, he turns back into a kid. Yeah, exactly. Right? So So he gets blown away. Oh, I like this idea. So they've flown up kind of like a pseudo Iron Man thing where they're just going up really high, right? And then he does it when they're really high in the altitude thinking that Lex will crash and that'll be the end of it. But he turns back into a kid and he's falling and Superman has has to to save him. And then you can kind of recreate the original Superman movie Lois Lane catch moment. Right. You know. Who's got you? (laughs) I hope he doesn't say that considering they were fighting together. (laughs) I'm kind of hoping that at the end of this movie they're like bros and they're like doing the Top Gun high five and stuff. (laughs) That's cute. Yeah. Like I feel like. Need for speed. (laughs) They don't need any more solo movies. All their movies are just buddy cop movies that's perfect i I like this this actually turned into a a, a better direction than i i thought we were going so i I like this a lot yeah so far so good three of us get together we're so smart we make good stuff we make good stuff dc hire us warner brothers we figured out what happened to lex what about savannah though he gets away clearly because black adam and him are gonna work together and lex is gonna get away too i mean they're gonna form the injustice league or what if dr savannah oh hey is so injured he ends up in a hospital and black adam has him extradited illegally and then that way he just ends up in conduct like black adam finds a way to get him out thing is at this point black adam's got the dr fate suit he could basically just like but he's not gonna use it until he, he needs to. to. Yeah, well, he his ego's too big for He could that. use it for tiny things. Like, oh, Savannah, like, let me just reach into, like, it's like Doctor Strange, basically. He could just create a portal. Yeah, but he can't just, through. like, can he just, like, take the helmet on and off whenever no, he wants? No, he can't. No, no, that's true. That's true. That's fair. 
but he's still Black Adam. He I is mean, Black Adam. Like it's not like that many people could stand up to him. He anyway. can literally just go break him out of prison wherever he's at, or do whatever. You know, he's. I mean, so where's Shazam or Superman? Okay, so what if we have like this kind of horror movie ending? Where so where Simone are we ending the movie? Are we ending the movie with the Superman catch, or are we? And this is going to be after credits, or is this? No, 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 no. This is all. This, this is, is still the final fight. Okay. We, yeah. we still have to figure out what happens to Savannah. I okay. want him like so injured that Black Adam has to pretty much go and get him and I want him to be able to just if we're not going to have him extradited and do it in an official kind of law way then I like the idea of him flying in there himself taking him out so here, here's my only concern if Billy is desperate enough to try the Shazam move on Lex how is he also good enough to just beat Savannah to a pulp I well, it's him and Superman. See, the yeah. way I saw it, it's him and Superman teaming up against But uh, Superman Savannah. shouldn't really be able to do much against Savannah either. Well, with Shazam, I mean, Shazam yeah, can but how do they? Savannah. But how do they switch then? Why wouldn't Supes be going with Lex the whole time and Shazam with Savannah? Because Superman's not going to do I that. Think well, that, you that, said that Lex wasn't even in the beginning of the fight, that they were winning. Right, it was and... just, win- they were winning against Savannah. Right. And Shazam's able to, like, knock him out or something like that. But at the same time, and, Superman's okay. fighting Lex and gets kryptonited. <laughs> and like he knocked does. out. Right, you know? I see. So so Lex is showing up in, like, the third act of the fight. Right, exactly. Okay, I got you now. Okay, Once that Savannah's, like, done. Then Lex basically. shows up in the 11th hour to save Savannah. Right, Superman Knocks sees Superman him coming. Out. Superman knows he can't do anything else against Savannah, so he's like, See you later, bro. And goes and takes on Lex. Mm-hmm. Well, Lex Shazam just finishes. pummels on because yeah. of the kryptonite and the new suit. So Shazam has to fight Lex. That right. makes more sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay, that works for me. So then so then the question is, okay, so Lex is falling from a very high distance. Nobody's catching him because Savannah's too beat up to even save himself at this point. What if a suit has a parachute? Uh, that would look really silly. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like swinging back and forth. Uh, I think that now I, I think it might be cooler. Ooh, okay, all right. Here, here's it's your cyborg. tease. Here's your tease. Assistant. I like this. Here's your tease. We don't. So Savannah Black Black Adam shows up to save Savannah. We Correct. see that happen. All right. Then we cut to Soups and 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 uh, Shazam, and they're all buddy buddy, and you know they're. They're having a good time. They're doing their Top Gun stuff. And, you know, it's it's super cheesy and everything like that. The movie ends. The post credit scene is Lex falling. And that's when Deathstroke shows up in some type of futuristic plane to catch him. The invisible jet. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Deathstroke exactly. gets the invisible that's jet. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That way you're he... just going to see him sitting in video. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what it is, right? Like, maybe it's something like, you know, he's falling, he's falling, he's falling, and all of a sudden, like, he, he goes out of frame below the screen, and then they pan down, and he's laying on nothing. <laughs> right? And then, like, a hatch opens up, and Deathstroke pops his head up. He does. Yeah, but, like, you know, he, right, you no, know, Joe, Joe Maginello, or, or however you pronounce it. Um, I do like him. You know, it can still be him, because I think he looks great for the part. I think he'd be great for it. Right? And then you're teasing him, and you could then do a spinoff with the Teen Titans. It's true. That's that's what I would do for the post-credit. That's how I would I'm end good it. with that. That's how I would end the movie. Okay. 
So what about just to add another twist into it to make it that much different, more different than the comic books? When the Mercs get in there, they not only kill his best friend, but they kill his family too. And then he's like an orphan, so Clark decides to adopt him with Lois. No, I don't it's think a little he should much. adopt him. <laughs> so, so, I want to make it as feel good so, as possible. Like, I want people to leave this movie. The only go. person who adopts young children is Batman. <laughs> Fair. And he doesn't even call them Batman children. Batman adopts them. Billy Batson. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Him, yeah. Bruce Billy Wayne. Batson is it's Robin like and Shazam. <laughs> okay, okay. Batzam. In, in, in all seriousness, how about this? So so maybe there's a lot of damage. Like the house is basically destroyed, yeah. right? All that kind of stuff. And then, so we have our mid credit scene, which is the Lex Deathstroke scene. The post credit scene is, is, a, buying him a new house. No, is a letter that comes in the mail from Bruce Wayne. And it's like paid for like schooling college type stuff or like whatever buys him a new, new parents house or something like that no his, his family's not <laughs> oh dead. okay like, not everybody had you're not, dead parents. No, you're not no, he killing, lives with his grandpa you're not killing in the off comics, his whole family and now he lives with a foster family i don't care who he's living with you're not killing off his whole family in, the Damn movie, it. in his first movie you're not doing it second movie for sure though <laughs> you can save that for first thunder too that's right all right <laughs> okay. okay so guys uh What's what are we doing next? Our Justice League with the Legion of Doom or Teen Titans? Which movie got you more excited? I don't know because I, we haven't set up any of the Teen Titans yet. We don't even have a Robin in our universe. Then I say we do Justice League with the Legion of yeah, Doom. I think Teen Titans is tough to, but I mean, we, well, Deathstroke isn't only a Teen Titans villain. Agreed. You know, so he could work with the Legion of Doom or Injustice League or you know any of those groups. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Justice League would be a better go at this point. We have enough heroes yeah. for that. Yeah, I'm good with that. And then you're not, we're not saving Black Adam for too long. Okay. Right, because that, that was kind of a big criticism of Thanos, is it took ten years for him to do anything. Right, this is going to take yeah. like six at the most. <laughs> Based on the rate of current DC movies, maybe twelve, but we'll get there. But, you know, he's being introduced later in it, too. Right. Yeah, Thanos was introduced pretty early on. Just yeah. like the Avengers, right? Oh, at the very end, yeah. when he was first teased. I mean, he was teased in phase one. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I like this. This is good. Okay, so, if you like the RDCEU, make sure that you tune in in a couple of weeks, specifically. I'm going to give you the exact date for it right (laughs) here. (laughs) November 13th is our next DCEU, so tune in then. Cool. Then uh, next week, we are reviewing Daredevil Season 3. Yep. The week after that, we're doing the Bohemian Rhapsody review. Okay. Cool. Sounds good to me. Now, one thing before we start wrapping things up, I I think we should talk about the Screen Hero Awards. Absolutely. This week. We started our voting, yeah. You want me to do Okay. I, I got it. That's fine. So uh, this is the third annual Screen Heroes Awards. We're doing it a little bit differently this year. Um, but uh, the voting is still the same. So if you haven't done this before, uh, every almost every afternoon for the next couple of months, uh, we are going to be posting um, a category of films for you to vote on. It'll be on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and you can go and vote in those places. And these categories will then be discussed. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that's changing in a roundtable we will be doing for the Screen Hero Awards uh, in December. Five other hosts. No more in me embarrassing people whenever I go to the mic with them. No, I think you, you can totally still should anyway. It's fine. We're just everyone. adjusting the format a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so we've got two categories up right now as we're doing this live on Twitch. 
Uh, we have uh, yesterday's category. The voting would be done there. And that was the uh, best action film. Yes. And now we have uh, today posted was the best animated film. Yes. Um, and, and just to clarify, our year runs from November 1st to October 31st. So that is why you see November movies from last year, December movies from last year. That's why they are in the running because, you know, right. I, I can't predict how good the November, December movies of this year will be. And that's why, you know, you'll see Coco up mm -hmm. for animated film, but you will not see Into the Spider-Verse. That's for next year. Into the Spider-Verse will be in contention for the uh, 2019 Screen Hero Awards. Right. Um, and so uh, go out and vote on these things, please. You can comment or click the voting thing, depending on what social media you go to. It'll be at Heroes Podcasts on Facebook and Instagram and at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. Yep. Um, if you go out to those places, please, please vote. Um, we're looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. It's a good, good thing. I'm looking forward to this new format. We're gonna have a really big discussion about uh, everything and your votes will matter. Absolutely. Before we go, favorite movie with robots. Ryan? I mean, my heart says Star Wars because that's the easy answer. But which one? But that, well, Empire Strikes Back is always going to be it. But then I'm going to say, I'm going to say the fifth element instead because I like that one bar robot that's like, would you want some more? Or whatever, you know, when he's sitting at the uh, at the bar in the airport. It's a good cute. one. Yeah, I like that. Uh, for me, I, I wanted to focus on something that was like about robots, so I'm going with iRobot. Okay, I sounds robot. good. Yeah, mine is Iron Giant. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. So I'm glad you decided to participate this time. Ha! Good choices. Good choices. Oh, and Doc <laughs> Sci-Fi did the Iron Giant too. Nice. That's awesome. Okay, uh, so let's wrap <laughs> up for the evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our episode of Shazam or DCEU. Ryan, where can people find you? On the internet. That's good. Don't look for him in person. Right. He is at Buster Props on <laughs> Thank you, Rachel. Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and sometimes Twitter. Derek. I am the Star Trek Dude on Twitter. You can also find me on Red Shirts and Runabouts, our dedicated Star Trek podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. And I am Siren Ray. I am a cosplayer, and I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. We're on Patreon, too. Give us your money. Thank you. Love you. Yeah, so real quick about Patreon. Just real quick. <laughs> Nobody's listening anymore. Slow it down. I mean, somebody is. People in their car might be. <laughs> Um, we do have our new exclusive patron lounge on Slack. It's a yes. dedicated Slack channel just for patrons uh, where all of our hosts exist and can talk to you about non-show things, show things, whatever you want, as long as you're not being a jerk. So please go to patreon.com slash heroes podcasts to check that out. Yes. We'll also, uh, we're working on some other uh, perk stuff that we might be rolling out here uh, at the end of the year, maybe beginning of 2019. We'll kind of see how that shakes out. Sounds good. All right, guys, we're out of here tonight. We'll see you next week for Daredevil. See ya. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.